You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. I'm joined, as I am each week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. And I mean it. We do this every week, Jeffrey, and uh, the last few <laughs> weeks, uh, pretty bare bones. We haven't had much to work with uh, outside of, you know, further breaking down the Wade Davis for Jorge Soler uh, swap. But uh, we got a lot of activity from the Royals in this last week, a lot of stuff to dig into here. Let's sure. start with the Gerard Dyson trade. Uh, Gerard Dyson for Nate Carnes. Carnes comes back from Seattle. Now, he had a 5.15 ERA in 22 games, including 15 starts last year. He did strike out 101 guys in 94 and one-third innings and, uh, importantly, under control through 2020. Um, so I think that's that's the big issue there. Dyson, of course, just had one year left uh, before eligible for free agency, so break down this trade for us. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a curious trade. The Royals definitely uh, – there's some economics to it. Um, Dice is a guy who would get about 2.5 million in arbitration this year. Carnes is pre-arb eligible, so he, he's a minimum guy. So they probably save another two million there. Combined with the way Davis trade, they've knocked about nine million dollars off the payroll. Uh, so now that's estimated somewhere around 136. I think that's in their comfort zone, and even to the point they might be able to add a, you know, bargain basement low-level starter or reliever going forward. Uh, Dice as you know, kind of got squeezed out of the outfield rotation once they got Jorge Soler. Um, he was going to be back to a fourth or fifth outfielder. They've got plenty of depths in the outfield. They've still got Paulo Orlando. They've got Terrence Gore. They've got Billy Burns. They've got a couple prospects in Hunter Dozier and Jorge Bonifacio that they like. So that that was an area of depth. And, and you mentioned, you know, Dice is in his last year. So uh, of the seven pending free agents, uh, they've now traded two of them. And and got a decent return. You know, we don't know that much about Karn's uh, possibilities going forward. He's obviously that power right arm. You know, he, he sits in the mid-90s and can touch 98. Has intrigued not just the Royals, but, you know, intrigued the Mariners at one point, intrigued the Rays at one point, uh, drafted by the Nationals. So uh, for a kid who's just had a couple of year, big years experience, he's had a lot of interest, and in, it's because of that power arm. And I think they just feel like Dave Island, their pitching coach, can – you know, tweak some mechanics and uh, get something out of him as a possible fifth starter or, or a possible bullpen addition. Yeah, Dave Island certainly untapped potential before, and, and Carnes does have potential, there's no doubt about it. And, again, the, the contractual control is a, a huge element here uh, for a team. It is trying to get more cost-effective for the long haul, so it makes sense from that perspective. Uh, but, Jeffrey, you know, for the 2014 and 2015 runs, Dyson was about as important as a, a quote-unquote role player or, or part-timer can be. Um, what's kind of uh, maybe legacy is too lofty a word, but what's his legacy <laughs> there in Kansas City? Yeah, he really made some big plays uh, in those postseason runs. Uh, you know, I remember him throwing out a guy at third base in the in the uh, Angels series going back to 2014, which at the time was a huge play. Uh, he, he stepped in for Alex Gordon when Gordon got hurt um, and held down the, the fort in left field. Uh, terrific defender. Uh, people don't really. Uh, appreciate his arm strength. Uh, I, I always thought he had the best arm in the Royals outfield, uh, bar none. So uh, he certainly uh, struggled at times offensively, but he was a speed guy. He, he fit their profile, uh, good defense, good speed, stole 30 or more bases uh, several times. And um, he's going to be missed. I mean, the, the, just judging from the Twitter reaction, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fans here in Kansas City really loved him, and, and they're going to miss him. Um, 
of course, we know how fickle that can be because when I, I remember writing two years ago at the winter meetings that the Royals had intended to give him a chance at the starting job, and, and Twitter was enough for him <laughs> going, oh, my God, how can you give a guy who can't hit, you know, 500 uh, ABs? So, you know, how that <laughs> world works. It just flips in a second. So uh, the guy they didn't like before, they, they really missed now that he's gone. Yeah, it, uh, public perception can always change in a hurry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Dyson was – was a terrific personality for that club, just being around the Royals uh, quite a bit, especially during those postseason runs. He was always uh, one of the more quotable guys. Uh, which yes, he was. Perspective and um, just just kind of fit the profile of that club, the energy and, and the speed element, of course. So uh, it'll definitely be missed, but uh, uh, maybe they got a good one back in Carnes. Uh, There's another trade uh, last week, a much more minor trade. In fact, it involved minor leaguers. Uh, Peter <laughs> O'Brien acquired for Sam Lewis. Um, we know, though, the, the Royals, you know, on that search for right-handed power, maybe O'Brien qualifies. Yeah, he, he doesn't really fit to what you would think as the profile of a, of a Royals player. He's not particularly athletic, uh, not a good defender. Uh, but, again, there's that power potential um, that they're looking at. He only has, I think, 79 uh, Major League PAs, so um, it's, it's kind of a mystery. But if nothing else, you know, Dayton explained to me, it, it's organizational depth. I, I still think at this point, they probably go in the season with a floating DH, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later uh, about potential full-time guys. And uh, he certainly will compete for that job. But it, to me, it'd be kind of hard for a guy with that little experience to just step in and surprise and and uh, and, and win the DH job full-time because also then you got to wonder what you do with Chester Cuthbert, who's out of options. But uh, obviously, big-time power, and a lot of teams have been intrigued by that too, just like Nathan Carnes. So. Uh, that's why these guys keep getting opportunities. And uh, some opportunities in Major League Camp uh, for some guys invited to take part. In some names yeah. uh, you'll probably recognize. Jonathan Sanchez, Al Albuquerque, Brandon League, Bobby Parnell, Chris Withrow. All these guys get <laughs> spring training invites. And, Jeffrey, this is the definition of throwing spaghetti at the wall, is it not? Uh, Isn't this just, what, the, what Dayton does every, in his every, every year? Every single year. I mean, they go out and they sign a bunch of these guys who've been out of baseball for two years or, or been, you know, pitching in the, you know, Dominican or whatever. And uh, you just, they, they've totally off your radar. Uh, I had to really research, you know, like Brandon League, uh, where, where yeah. has he been? Um, you know, Al, even Al, Albuquerque, you know, where has he been? And, and Purnell, where has he been? I, I knew about Sanchez. I wrote a little thing about him a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, again, if, if one or two of those guys break through, you know, they look like geniuses again, like they did with Ryan Madsen and, and, and others. So uh, that's what you do in a small market situation. You you scout these guys, and they have a terrific scouting department uh, led by Gene Watson. And um, they will find, they will uncover these guys. And, and who knows, you know, even like last year, Chen Ming Wong uh, gave them a pretty serviceable year uh, for a guy who was off everybody's radar, too. So they do need help in the bullpen. If they're lucky, one or two of these guys sticks. And like you say, spaghetti against the wall, maybe a couple of noodles stick there. All right, you alluded to uh, the DH situation conversation. There's still uh, a bit more than a month remaining until pitchers and catchers report in Surprise, Arizona. Give me a bold prediction, Jeffrey, uh, <laughs> for the rest of the offseason here from the Royals' perspective. Well, I, I, you know, I, I wrote about this that's going to come out this week, and, and one possible bold prediction, and I don't hold a gun to my head about this at all, but <laughs> – uh, they they have had a few kick the tire conversations about Matt Adams in St. Louis and you know another guy who doesn't necessarily fit their profile. He's not athletic, but um, he's a guy who's got tremendous power from the left side. I think they'd prefer it to be from the right side, to be honest. But 
they have discussed those uh, possibly acquiring him. Um, at least that's what the reports have been. The Royals have not confirmed that. But, hey, you know, if you get a guy like that, you know, you, you'd have to figure out something to do with Chester Cuthbert, who's out of options, and right now would be the number one DH choice along with the rest of the committee. But um, that's a guy who hit 16 homers last year. He, he certainly uh, no ballpark is too big for him, so Kauffman Stadium wouldn't intimidate him. The problem is, is who would you give up in return? You know, are, I know the Cardinals were very interested in Gerard Dyson. Well, now he's not available. Um, so the only other option would be a guy like Lorenzo Cain. Now that that's a pretty big difference in swapping uh, salary. So one makes 11 million, one's going to make about 2.8. So that would be have to probably be balanced out a little bit. Uh, and also, you know, if you were talking about the great depth the Royals have right now, that would certainly reduce that depth to get rid of an all-star center fielder. And, and would also kind of go against uh, their plan, which is to compete for a title in 2017. But, you know, they're trying to get better. They do have, like I said, they do have some depth in the outfield. Um, it wouldn't be totally shocking, but it's certainly a name that uh, would be intriguing. All right, there you have it. The latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I'm glad we had stuff to talk about this week, Jeffrey. That helped a lot. Uh, maybe make a couple more trades this week, uh, Dayton Moore, and uh, keep these podcasts uh, fresh and hopping. We like that. There you go. Uh, all right, we'll check in uh, with Jeffrey again next week. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.